0: You know, you could sit down and explain to somebody that the loan doesn't work. This is why it doesn't work. This is the way it may not be a good idea. And they'd say, great. And they'd walk two doors down and somebody would give them a mortgage.
1: Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I'm grateful to have Ryan Morgan, Ryan Morgan is a loan professional and partner in the company Mortgage Corp of the East, right here on the South Shore of Boston. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. How have you been? I've been well, man. I've been well. A little bit crazy, but but that's the the world we're in. How about you? That is the world we are in. We are in the. Yeah. We're talking mortgage loan transactions. So, tell me, how'd you get into this business? Um, by accident. You know, um, I don't I don't think anybody
0: ever grows up saying I can't wait to be a loan officer. So that that's no exception there. But uh, no, I I was fortunate, had a had a great career playing baseball and, and had some great relationships from there. Um, you know, and I thought coaching was going to be my path. So that's what I was kind of getting into after, you know, it got out that I couldn't hit anymore. Um, you know, when I was coaching a team and, um, you know, my now business partner, Mike Eisenstadt's son was on the team. Andrew, who now is part of my team you know ironically enough but uh you know let him know I wasn't going to be returning to coach and and uh you know he said why would you ever consider working for me and you know I said sure if you you know explain to me what a mortgage is we'll start there and then we'll, we'll give it a try and uh and that's that's that you know so I went to work on a handshake
1: um
0: and and couldn't uh, couldn't have worked out any better you know, it's a wow.
1: so let's we gotta we gotta go back to what you were saying there so you were playing baseball tell me about that yeah,
0: so I, you know, my passion growing up was baseball. I I was uh, used to be pretty good at it, and uh, you know, parlayed that into being able to go and, and get a college scholarship. And you know, uh, at a school I probably wasn't smart enough to get into, you know, which which was a nice way to work the system. And you know, had a brief uh, stint in the minor leagues after that with the Cubs. And um, you know, all on the way had had great coaches, great relationships, great teammates, and and looked to to further that beyond my my playing career. Uh, you know, so I always thought coaching was going to be it for me and and kind of be on the other side of that relationship and, uh, loved it. It was, it was great, but it just wasn't what, what I was hoping it was going to be. Um, you know, so it led me to a fork in the road.
1: Wow. And you took the fork right down mortgage lane.
0: I did. Yep. I did. And in 2006, right before the world imploded, it was great. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow. So tell me about that. So you enter, which was a really busy time, right? 2006 was a really busy time. But if you're starting out, then you're learning, right? You're trying to figure it out. Tell me about those first few days. Yeah, I mean, it
0: was, um, you know, I think hindsight is, is always, you know, 2020, right? So looking back on it, it was a tremendous opportunity to learn. You know, and 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 thankfully, I had the right you know mentor in place to to allow me to learn from it and and kind of support me to learn through it. You know, and you know, Mortgage Corp. has been around since the '80s, long-standing company. We've always done things you know our own little way and, and a little bit old school. You know, and and you know, in terms of what I mean by that, you know, is is when option arms were a thing and and no doc loans were a thing and stated income was a thing. We never really went down that path. You know, and and that's just wasn't in our belief system it wasn't the kool-aid we wanted to drink so as that was happening as as you know when i entered the business that's kind of the the bulk of, of what was going on uh, you know it was eye-opening to you know to look at those and also reassuring to say we're not going to do those right yeah. um we're not going to set people up for failure we're, we're not going to you know, we're not going to put a white wig on and, and be judge and jury, but we're we're going to try to do the right thing for people, you know. And you know, fortunately, you know, Mike Stats, the founder of the company, he's been my mentor in the business. And um, you know, that that's been lessons that he's passed on to me and, and kind of put me in the right environment to to not only do the right thing, but to feel comfortable doing the right thing, because that's not always the case. Um, you know, so it was it was a, a little bit frustrating in a lot of ways because you know, you could sit down and explain to somebody that the loan doesn't work. This is why it doesn't work. This is the way it may not be a good idea. And they'd say, great. And they'd walk two doors down and somebody would give them a mortgage, you know? Um, You know, so it was a different, a different environment, you know, and, and I think lots of things have been put into place as far as licensing requirements and, you know, regulation requirements and the CPFB and and all the stuff that we're now dealing with that can sometimes seem like a pain in the butt, Uh, you know, but it's ultimately been a blessing, you know, so to learn through that time, what not to do, you know, just as much as what to do, um, you know, was was a great learning opportunity to, to kind of go through that. But, you know, thankful for, you know, for, you know, coming down from above, you know, and to have the people that are, you know, because you don't always get to pick in, in a lot of ways who's, who's giving you the guidance and, and what that looks like and everything else. So I kind of think I'm just super fortunate and lucky as far as that goes to have, you know, the, the right quarterback or, or GM or whatever you want to call it um, you know, kind of show me the ropes at that time, you know, which ultimately I think was a slower build, you know, in terms of building your business, but, but obviously a more sustainable one, um, and and a more ethical one.
1: Slow and steady usually wins the race. They say that's it.
0: Yep. That's it.
1: You know, you, you bring up a really interesting point because, you know, there's certain things you can't pick your parents, right. And you can't can't pick certain things, but had you landed into the mortgage industry in say a subprime factory, you wouldn't have known any better. No, you wouldn't. And I mean, you
0: know, young, as you know, 23 year old kid didn't, didn't, you know, I mean, you put a lot of stock and a lot of faith in the people to show you the right way, you know, and, and sometimes that is rewarded and sometimes it's not, you know, and, and I, you know, when I say lucky, I mean that because that's where I landed, you know, and, and there's a different, you know, that I talked about a fork in the road, that's another fork in the road you know, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that led down that path and felt like they were, you know, doing the right thing or, or you know, doing the lucrative thing or whatever you want to call it, um, that, that probably were, were out of the
1: business. Right, right. And the thing about it is, is, you know, there, it was lucrative for a lot of people. And it was legal to a certain extent, right? All of these mm-hmm. loans followed certain guidelines. So, sure. you know, a young 23 year old goes in and says, Oh, I, I guess I mean, I didn't know what a mortgage was last month. But I guess if, these three boxes get checked, and the person has credit, and they're alive. Then I guess we get to give them <laughs> a loan. What, what yeah, do you? they're breathing, so why not, right? I guess until the yeah. people start saying, "Okay, wipe this out and do this," then you, right. then your your morals and values start to kick in, and you realize right. you're in the wrong place. But right. until right. then, you know what do you know? So luckily, you did land in the right spot. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: You so know, how did sure. you find your way through that slower part? So you ramp up, you learn how to do it the right way. And then, oh, nine, it freezes and there's no transactions. Yeah. You know, I mean, I,
0: I think, again, being fortunate to have, you know, the, the right the right people showing you the way, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Mike had been in the business since 1982, you know, so he'd seen yeah. a couple a couple market you know cycles and, and you know, there wasn't a panic button. There wasn't anything like that. So, you know, I mean, he just reassured me, like, listen, uh, you know, you uh, I think you're going to be pretty good at this thing. I think you'll have some success. Like I'm, I'm investing in you, you know, and the approach that he always took was, you know, we want to build a, you know, not to beat sport references to the death, but, you know, we want to build a farm system. We don't want to hire free agents, you know, and this is my, you know, kind of promise to you to do that, you know, and and to make sure that, that we're putting you in a, in a position to succeed. Um, you know, so just kind of, you know, we kept our head down, we kept working. It's, you know, it's uh. You know, athletics give a lot of good, I think, metaphors to this world where, you know, some days you work hard and it's not fruitful, you know, but you still you keep working, you, you kind of hold yourself accountable, you stay disciplined, you do all the things that are not, you know, sexy. Um, but you stay the course and eventually,
1: eventually you start to get traction. Um, so tell me a little bit about that, you know, what what are some of those processes, those disciplines, those habits that you stuck with that helps make you successful? I think just you know being genuine.
0: I think first and foremost, you know, I think people know when you're being genuine, and they know probably quicker when you're not. You know, um, so I think it's it's just taking the time to develop your relationships and to get to know people, to let them know you, uh, you know, to to let them understand that you're looking out for their best interests. That you know, we, we, I don't think we always. Are, are clear enough that we we have a fiduciary responsibility in our world, you know, and and you know we want to we want to fulfill that obligation, but, um, you know, just just making sure we're cultivating those things and we're we're engaging with people and and we're doing things the right way and, and not letting, you know, th- anything get muddy or, or you know anything you know thicken as far as that goes, um, you know, and, and and just build it. I you know I think in our world and. You know, you can certainly relate to this. It's a courtship in a lot of ways, you know, and, and you don't always meet somebody once and get a deal out of them. Sometimes it's meeting them two, three, four, five, you know, however many times over a long period of time. And, you know, you, you try to build things organically. So that's just what we tried to do, you know, is if, if people are sending you business and taking care of you, take care of them and, and you make sure that they're they know they're appreciated um you know if if people aren't but you know there's there's an upside there then you know you stay disciplined and and you know you continue to to cultivate that relationship and you know water that grass and and everything else so you know I think a lot of it was just just that part of it um you know we're not licensed in other states we don't do leads and and telemarketing and and things like that so our business is really done organically you know and and, and face-to-face person-to-person so you know I, I think it's you know, it's certainly a a longer runway to take off, you know, but it's, it's a lot more fun, you know, uh, to go to work every day. And, you know, you start to develop these relationships and you find out, you know, where you, you, you overlap with people and what common interests you have. And, you know, typically like attracts like, you know, so if if you get along with somebody and, and and you see that they do things the way that you would want to do them and vice versa, then then you're going to jive, you know, there's going to be something there, you know, whenever that opportunity presents itself, you know, And, and I think back then, um, there were just so many loan officers, you know, before the, the licensing requirements went into place, you know, there was no barriers for entry. So anybody could do it. Anybody could chase it. You know, there was always some, some things going on that were not exactly above board, you know, so you're kind of fighting that a little bit too. But I think you figure out as you're going through the, the people that you want to hitch your wagon to and, and the people that you really value and, and appreciate and enjoy and, you know, all those things and, and kind of let let the business come from there
1: and not working with people who are asking you to do things that are unethical and unscrupulous right
0: yeah yeah you know and yeah exactly and i mean also you know it's it's you know a big part of our you know livelihood is is being available and responsive and everything else but but there's limits within reason you know what i mean so just finding out uh you know the people that that are going to appreciate that you know and and understand that and uh you know, it's, it's such a great business. You know, there's not a whole lot more that's, that's as rewarding, as fulfilling, as climactic as, as we get to do every day. Um, you know, and, and when you have the people around you that, that I think share your, your kind of mindset and, and your focus, um, it doesn't always feel like work. You know, it, it, feels, it feels a little bit less than that.
1: How do you balance it? How do you, how do you uh, have uh, your own time and, be, and make sure folks are sensitive to it? Um, million dollar question. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, how do we all do it? I think it's hard. You know, and on one hand, our, our obligation is is to, you know, to provide service. Right. And, and to make sure that we're differentiating ourselves from from the, the next bank or the next company or whoever. Uh, and I think a lot of times that comes down to it. You know, every weekend we're, we're on the phone, we're, we're advocating for our clients, we're, we're leveraging our relationships. You know, and I think that's one of the, the great things, um, you know, in our little corner of the world. We're, we're only licensed in Massachusetts and we do the bulk of our business between Boston and Cape. You know, so, so a lot of times, you know, we have boots on the ground, we have relationships with, you know, both with your realtor and with the realtor who has the house you're trying to buy, you know, and, and I think it's important for us to to recognize and, and fulfill that part of the obligation, um, you know, which is important, you know, and, and that that makes us a little bit better at our job. And, and you know, that's what we want to do to earn the business. But um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think if you just are, are upfront with people, you know, um, you know, I had a, a a gentleman, Robbie Lindo, who you know, you know, is is a great guy. He gave me a piece of advice and said, you know, listen, I, you know, he has five kids, so God bless him. I'm not, I'm not quite quite right to his level, but, um, uh, you know, he had said, I always tell people, like, you know, listen, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., you have me and my undivided attention, and you know, whatever you need, I'm there for you. Just understand, after six, I have a family, I have a wife, I have kids. You know, I I want to be a dad, I want to be a husband. Um, You know, so if if you miss me during those hours, like I'll get back to you, you know, but just understand that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with with my boundaries and what I want to what I want to do. And, um, you know, he said, if if you lay that out for people, they're generally going to be pretty receptive to it. They're pretty going to You know, they're going to understand it. Um, You know, and if if somebody does reach out, you know, it's usually an SOS call, you know, and and that's that's a one off and that's okay. Um, You know, and I I took that advice and kind of went with it. I think I think it's good advice, you know. Impossible to do it 100% of the time, but uh, you know, again, we have all these different obligations and, and responsibilities as, as part of our job, and you know, sometimes just talking to somebody for five minutes and, and letting them know that you know everything's okay, or you know, here's what's going on, you know, or this is what we do every day. So you know, at certain points, we become numb to the stress of it, no matter how much we try to be mindful of it. Uh, you know, so so sometimes it's just a quick conversation, and that's it, and, and you know, and and you know, you got to have a supportive partner, everything else to understand that, you know, because that, that's a big part of it. That's what makes our business go. That's what makes people appreciate us and, you know, love working with us is that they don't kind of get hung out there. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know, we want to, we want to be everything to everyone, you know, and, and we try to be, but there's, uh, you know, only so many hours in a day.
1: That's right. So, so let's paint the picture then. So, so say I'm a real estate uh, professional, I've got a buyer, they want to buy right. a house. I introduce them to Ryan Morgan. What happens? Yeah
0: yeah so we're kind of hands-on and and a little bit old school and and again that's why we kind of focus on things local here you know um you know but typically we try to get on either you know a phone call or or a zoom meeting or or set up a meeting in person so we can you know talk to somebody get to understand what their goals are what their objectives are what they want to accomplish out of the process um, you know ask a bunch of questions you know because everybody's situation is unique and, and there's no assembly line here so you know i think the more we can get to know where people are coming from what their stress points are what they're worried about what they're not worried about you know what's important to them what's not important to them uh that's all different you know so part of our job i think is to be a little bit of a chameleon and, and that initial phone call or, or meeting or zoom i think goes a long way to that uh, and that sets the tone you know if, if people feel like they're they're being understood they're being heard and, and we're, we're attempting to communicate in their language i think it goes a long way Uh, You know, so typically we'll have that first conversation, you know, tell me what you want to do. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're worried about, you know, where do you want to be? What what do you want to focus on? What questions do you have, you know, kind of do a high level call. And then once we do that, we'll get the application in process. We'll start to get their documents reviewed, things like that, Um, you know, but I think it kind of sets the tone a little bit for us, you know, selfishly. It, it, you know, we take a bunch of notes on every file, you know, and, and that's where we start. Um, you know, so that we're not throwing minutiae at people that will ultimately muddy the waters or cloud their judgment or, or potentially stress them out, we're, we're kind of working in a concise and, and narrow corridor, you know, um, and also people, you know, I mean, they're about to give you their life in a folder, right, so it's helpful to see a face to, to, to kind of have a, a good conversation to find out, you know, where are you from, what brought you here, Where you know, things like that, um, you know, just, just to kind of, you know, get to know them as much as possible, you um, you know, because beyond that,
1: I mean, it's not not exactly rocket science, right? Um, well, do you feel like people expect that or respect that more than, you know, just send me your link, I'll I'll fill it out? You hope, you know, I mean, I think people appreciate it, if if nothing else. Uh,
0: you know, I mean, I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges to COVID is, you know, being being so proactive when it comes to that and, and wanting to sit at your closing with you and wanting to, you know, to help you kind of hold your hand through things and COVID eliminated that you know, and in some ways, thankfully, because, you know, refis and everything else that came in, you you couldn't stretch yourself particularly thin, right? Uh, You know, but it was a big change and and not not a good one in my mind, just because it it eliminated a lot of the human element to our transaction, which, you know, I think is important. And some people don't care, don't want it, you know, you won't convince them otherwise. And and that's fine to each their own. You know, everybody has their own flavor. You know, for us, that's how the Kool-Aid I like to drink, you know, and, and what I like to do um, and I enjoy that, you know, and I think I think it goes a long way, um, you know, but and, and part of it, you know, you, you could have a conversation with somebody and, and realize pretty quick that they don't, that's not in their wheelhouse, right. And, and that's fine too, you've identified it, you know, and, you know, we we have to, you know, kind of mirror them, you know, if, if, if they want to text not call that's what we have to do if they want to email not text that's what we have to do if they want to call not either then that's what we do, you know, so I think a lot of it is, is just trying to figure out, you know. Um, what this person's lane is so to speak and, and how do we make sure that we're making their life easier so that uh they're not having any any frustrations or, or anything like that but you know i think people appreciate it i think a lot less gets missed in translation when you have you know conversations and, and sit down with people as opposed to you know hey here, here's my website I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you when you get to it you know because that's not always fair um you know but, but again i mean people are giving us their life in a folder you know and, and that's always a little bit anxious you know to, to do that um, so I think sometimes just a simple conversation to let them talk to you as, as a person uh, and get familiar with you can make them, you know, say, all right, let's, you know, because, I mean, you know, how it is people build up anxiety to do this process. And once you go through it, and you realize that it's not so bad. It's actually fun. You know, people, you know, there, there's urgency, there's excitement, there's, you know, all that good stuff. People get excited to do it. And, that, and that's ultimately what we want. We want them to go into this transaction, you know, excited, you know, whether it's your first house, your 10th house, whatever. It's always going to be a big deal, you know. So we want to make sure that that there's a little bit of enthusiasm
1: behind it. I would imagine it would be a, a significant differentiator to have those calls when we're in this fast paced, high tech, <laughs> tech link. Enter yep. it, get back to me to be able to say, "Oh, wait, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna walk through this." That your your referral partners must love it too.
0: Yeah, you, you know, they, I think they do. You know, I mean, it's it's not speed dating here. right Right? you know i mean i think when you try to run through it too fast that you know there's things that they miss that you're trying to convey and there's things that you miss that they're trying to convey you know and it just sets up for you know surprises and 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 things like that um you know so it's you know and again some people if it's not their flavor that's fine and some people don't want that they want to have a pre-approval in seven minutes and they don't care if a 10-minute conversation is involved in that Um, you know and and that's fine too you know i think everybody you know, like attracts like, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean there's a right and a wrong way, you know, but, you know, I want to appreciate what, you know, what they're doing and what their efforts are in in building their business and and vice versa. Uh, You know, so it's just typically how it navigates.
1: And do you find that your referral partners help manage the expectations of your clients in a a way that, okay, so Ryan's gonna, he's gonna talk to you?
0: Yeah, I I think so. You know, I think so. I think they appreciate it, you know, and, and, you know, again, I mean, you know, our, our referral partners and, and realtors by and large, uh, they're what makes our engine go, right. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, the better job that we do at making them feel good about referring us, the better job they do at referring us and managing that referral and, and setting the right expectations and, you know, making it be good for everybody involved, you know, and, and enjoyable for everybody involved. So, you know, I think that's something that 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 we do that that a lot of people appreciate. Um, You know, and and we want them to, you know, we value their business. We value their relationship. And, you know, I mean, there's a million loan officers out there, a million banks, you know, so, you know, we're all kind of, you know, at a certain point, we're all getting our milk from the same cow. So, you know, what you do in between, I think, is kind of what makes you a good fit or a bad fit for somebody.
1: So let's go back to that consumer. So I introduce (laughs) you to a borrower. You sit down, you talk with them, hopes, dreams. Goals—is uh, that the pre-approval process right there? Is there another meeting, and then how do we get from there to closing? Yeah, so I mean that's just the the initial intro, you know, and, and typically, you know, because everybody has questions, we
0: just yeah. we just have to figure out what they are. But before I start throwing numbers at you and loan programs and down payments and and everything else, uh, I want you to understand what you know: a) what we're doing, b) what we're reviewing, c) what the next steps are. You know and kind of walk you through the process right so typically once we go through that and and you know what to expect what the next steps are everything else then i say okay now get me over your documents now let's let's hit the ground running here uh you know let's find a couple properties that that you seem to like let's model numbers out based on that you know so you can see that you know taxes different in you know marshfield then hanover then norwell then Hingham then cohasset then rockland then weymouth then braintree you know so I, i think People seeing numbers gives them something tangible to to kind of sink their teeth into, Uh, you know, and that's where I I kind of do the pre-approval part, you know, is say, hey, I understand, you know, you want to spend four or five or six or $700,000. Here's what that looks like, right? Is that what you were hoping, what you were expecting? Is it more? Is it less? Uh, You know, just just to make sure because, you know, as, as I'm sure you know. You jump on to the zillow calculator or the redfin calculator or something like that 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 is not a reliable number right you know to make any decision based off of so you know a lot of times before people get to to me they're, they're kind of in the tire the, the tire kicking phase um you know as far as that goes and in, in, instead of actually kind of diving diving deep into it so uh you know i find a lot of times we go through that and they say oh geez you know Zillow said more, or Redfin said yeah. more, or, you know, or sometimes they say less, but you just kind of walk them through it to, to help them understand it. Um, you know, the, the way that we try to present the pre-approval is based on your comfort level, not necessarily what the bank will give you, because those two numbers are not usually the same. Um, Meaning, you know what, so meaning
1: what the bank will give you more money than you're actually comfortable spending yeah typically
0: if yeah i mean if, if if we gave everybody the amount of money the bank would give them i think you know a lot of people would be eating tuna fish and ramen noodles you yeah. know that's not that's not what we want for our customer that's not what our our referral partners want for their clients i mean that nobody wins in that case right uh you know and, and everybody you're has your
1: dive a, you're diving in a lot deeper than what oh, that yeah. to income ratio is you're saying well what about your yeah. other expenses what about dinners? what about yeah exactly exactly you know
0: and that's important because everybody lives a different way everybody has a different risk tolerance some people are you know salaried and 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 very you know budgeted and you know spreadsheets to death and some people are you know commission or bonus heavy and and they you know they squirrel things away and look at it different so you know and that's part of those questions we asked to to get a feel for that you know so that we know how to how to present our information to them too because that's important you know just you know we can't We can't just try to square a square peg through a round hole, you know what I mean, and and I think understanding how how they operate is helpful in in terms of of making sure you're talking their language. um, You know, and and not just giving them the numbers that they need to see, but how they need to see it. Um, You know so so we'll do that, you know, and, and I think that's typically a big part of it, and then you know, not that we bury the lead, but once we go through that process, we can say okay great. You know, now that we've done that here's your your actual borrowing ceiling. Right. And, and it's not to change your course. It's not to push you that way. It's to validate, you know, what you're doing and, and where you're landing, you know, and, and encourage you to be financially disciplined. Um, you know, but everybody goes through the the stressors and, and the excitement and everything else that that's along with this process. So I think by showing them that you kind of give them peace of mind that they're not off the reservation, you know, in that little roller coaster of, you know, offer acceptance and you know, what do we do now? uh you know type phase so I, I think it's good just to to give people an objective metric to compare against you know and, and a lot of times it just makes them feel comfortable uh you know they're, they're not picking numbers out of thin air so there's usually some thought that goes into it but uh, you know it just gives them a way to to kind of um you know establish a, a bookmark or bookend so to speak so um, they get their they get their pre-approval and then they mm-hmm. go shopping then what happens yep so we treat that pre approval like a living breathing document you know um so a lot of times you know we we defer to the to their realtor and, and whoever they're working with um you know because in the last couple of years i think is a great example of it every, every offer needs to be presented a different way right. you know and and sometimes there's 20 offers and you know it helps for me to show that you can spend one and a half times this price you know it helps you stand out as a strong bar it helps you you know set aside from the pack and you know, and also I think it's helpful for a list agent to look and see that a pre-approval was done within the last couple of days, you know, as opposed to something that's 30 or 60 days old from, you know, not to pick on rocket mortgage,
1: but, you know, you know how that goes. Uh, and it's signed by you, right? I mean, you're local exactly to the area yeah. and you have, yep. you, you have a reputation and people know that you're going to get it done.
0: Yeah, and, and my cell phone's on there. So, you know, a lot of times we have conversations with list agents and you know, obviously we're, we're limited in what we can share, but. I think when we can, you know, kind of emphatically tell people, you know, we vetted everything that that they're they're strong, you know, kinda of paint the picture for them. It gives them comfort, especially in a multiple offer situation. Um, you know, that that, that this is gonna go smoothly, that this is gonna be a good experience for, for their, you know, their customer because, you know, as fun as much fun as it is to be a seller in this market, as soon as you sell you're a buyer. Right. Right. So, you know, you want to you want to try to cater to that and make sure on the other side of, of their transaction is, is also going to be smooth. And, and you know, uh, any even if we can leverage our relationship and our efficiencies to put them in a better spot, that's that's a sell to the list agent. You know, that's helping them put their client in a better spot. You know, so just little, you know, little things like that, uh, you know, and the opposite can be true, where if there's only one offer on the table, uh, you know, we don't want to volunteer information that can be used to negotiate against yourself. Uh, you know, so we'll update the pre-approval to match the offer and and you know, and anywhere in between, you know. So I think our job at that point is is to be an extension of service and extension of value to, you know, to whoever your team is, you know, with, with your realtor and, and you know your your closing attorney and you know whoever's whoever's kind of working in, in tandem with you. Uh,
1: you know, I think it's just it's just a way to, to, to kind of help help somebody's offer stand out. And then they have their offer accepted. We're under contract and into the due diligence. Let's go. Let's get to yep. closing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So once once
0: we do that, we we celebrate a little bit and then we we, we get and we get into business. So, you know, at, at that point that's where, you know, you, you lock your rate in, you you sign your mortgage application, you you get the process going. Uh, you know, so typically what you know. What we always try to do is as soon as that offer is accepted, get the offer over, you know, let us update your file. Let us tell you if, if there's a pay stub we need to update or a bank statement we need to update or just anything to, to round out your file so that we can get the processing started. But also, you know, that's a great time to, to sit down and like, let's let's go through numbers. Let's go through different scenarios. Let's kind of figure out a range of what we want to do here. Um, you know, even if you've already kind of talked about it, once that offer is accepted, it becomes a little bit more tangible. Uh, you know, so I think it's helpful to do that, and just to make sh- make sure we're going through different scenarios that you're not just doing what what we told you to because we told you to do it. We want you to be an educated consumer. We want you to feel like you're, you're kind of the quarterback of, of the transaction there. Um, you know, but also you have that beautiful silent period between when your offer gets accepted and, and whether it's an inspection or a PNS or whatever you know that next um, checkpoint is. And you know, once you sign that PNS, once you get going on that, things start to speed up a little bit. So it, it's a great opportunity to kind of slow the game down and, and, and let's let's be methodical, let's be thorough, let's be diligent, you know, let's go through all this stuff, um, you know, because, it, you know, when you look at the pictures online or something, you know, you, you might think of it one way when you go through, you might start to think, okay, I need to get a, a couch for here, a TV for here, a bed set. you know, there's all these different things where all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the cash register is going in your mind. Um, you know, and a lot of times if we if we move a loan amount up or down slightly, it doesn't move the needle a lot. Sometimes that makes you sleep better at night. Uh, but if you don't have that conversation, they don't know. Right. You know,
1: and the, and the hard work is already done. So we're simply right. adding and supplementing and and updating. Yeah, this this is point. the fun part. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Game is yep. on. And then the closing happens and there's confetti and everybody's excited and they tell everybody how awesome Ryan Morgan and his team were. That's the
0: hope, you know. I mean, we, we try to, to make sure everybody feels like they are our only client, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, we're not really you know selling leads and going down that avenue. So, you know, we want every customer to be our next referral source. We want every realtor to be our next referral source, you know, and we want you to be happy at the closing. You know, you can especially these last couple of years where it could be months and months and months of searching. You know, you get that offer accepted, you get to the closing table, like that should be a happy time. Right. You know, and and I think. Uh, A big part of our our duties uh, to our referral partners to our our consumers to our customers is to make sure we do that, you know, so when you're at the table it's you know we want smiles on your faces we want you, you know excited let's go, Uh, you know kind of kind of take that approach to it. you know, and uh, and that's, I mean, that's the 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 cherry on our Sunday too. You know, because we're doing all the hard work, and you know, we're going through the ups and downs with you. The offers going in, not getting accepted, or you know, the different challenges that, that we all face. You know, we're we're all we're all fighting for the same team. You know, so at that point, you know, I want to feel good. I want you to feel good. I want the consumer to feel good. I want the realtor to feel good. We want everybody to be happy, um, and, and kind of enjoy that uh, that fina- that final there.
1: Team, you know, that's, that's what it comes down to. You need a team to have success, whether it's your team of uh, folks that are helping get it to the table, your internal team, you're working with the consumer themselves to to be a partner with them. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Yeah, this has been great. Take me through somebody who has worked with you, they go to the closing, the confetti comes down and they say, you know what, I want to write a review for Ryan right now. I'm going to go on the Google machine and I'm going to say what? Um,
0: great question, right? I mean, I, I think I think we want to kind of be the calming hand in, in a stressful and you know transaction. So I, I think that's extremely important that uh, you know people feel like we we made them feel at ease. they, they felt comfortable. They felt educated. They felt in control um you know i I think a lot of emotional things to be honest i mean that's ultimately what we want to accomplish is make a stressful time unstressful you know um you know but also just from an execution standpoint that 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 we were you know we communicated clearly that we were responsive that you know we were clear we were transparent um you know that we made things you know easy and you know straightforward um you know, so I think those those would be the big things. You know, I mean, I, I think we all take pride in our work, and you know, the the better job we do, the happier people are. And and you know, so much of our uh you know world world is an emotional state. You know, because you're buying a house. You know, we're dealing with people in probably the highest stress times. You know, maybe aside from wedding and childbirth, that they're ever going to have. You know, right. so I think for us to be able to manage their emotions and 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 kind of make it an enjoyable process and a smooth process and you know, everything else is is the tricky part. You know the numbers and the numbers. Those those are not exactly you know rocket science, but uh, but they're important just to make sure that consumers feel like everything was explained clearly and, and understood and everything else. So uh, I think that would be it'd be along Google review, but that would be what I <laughs> want to throw in there, I
1: guess. He took it from stressful to fun. That's what yep. I heard. He took yep. it from stressful yep. to fun. Well, yep. I appreciate that you coming on here and, and expanding that comfort zone. Not a lot of people are doing podcasts. Hopefully a lot of your database will hear this. Your referral partners will hear this. But when it comes to expanding the comfort zone, you know yep. what I love most, and that's yep. karaoke. Yeah. What's yep. your go-to karaoke song, my friend?
0: Um. So I, I would have to go to Bismarck Key because why why not? Uh, but no, and, uh, when, when we were in college, uh, we had a, a great tradition as, as freshmen, it was called the Greyhound Lounge. The and Greyhound
1: essentially, Lounge.
0: Greyhound Lounge. And so, where were you? you know, we, didn't,
1: we didn't hear this. Where were you playing in college? Uh, at Boston College. Right yep.
0: Now. Yep. So, you know, at, at, BC, we, you know, we, we flew to a lot of places. We also bused the places. So it was always a tradition where the first long bus ride, we would have, uh, all the freshmen had to get up and, and do a karaoke song, acapella. cappella. Ooh, and, uh, you know that's young, different young, young. than uh, that's different than karaoke, acapella. Yeah, Woo. it's a, it's a it's a different animal. It's a different animal, and and uh, as you as you know, you know, eighteen, nineteen year old freshmen with uh, upperclassmen, you know, kind of doing their thing. It, it's uh, it, it's a little bit a little bit stressful. So you know, that's the song that I did. I decided well, let's have some fun with it because uh, the worse you do it, the better it is in a weird way. Which Bismarcky? Uh, uh,
1: just a friend. Oh. yeah they say she's just a friend yeah and they say he's just a friend yeah. oh baby yeah. you
0: that's right and everybody if everybody if you can't get everybody at that point just just shut it down you know right did they sing along with you uh begrudgingly, <laughs> begrudgingly. you get them there you know the the first chorus they don't they don't really but you get everybody to jump in and, and have some fun with it so it oh was uh um, gosh it was a lot of fun we got to see a lot of our teammates do some good and some bad songs but Uh, I think that's all faithful for me. That's the one we got to stick with.
1: All right. So when we have that event of karaoke, that's the one you're singing. I love it. That's it. Yeah. Right after you. (laughs) Ha ha. Well, we'll see. I don't know if I could do that one, but, uh, (laughs) but we'll, we'll be up there. No doubt about it. Um, the most important question of them all, Ryan, um, if someone wants to work with you, how do they get in touch with you?
0: My cell phone, you know, so that's, that's what we always, that's our, that's our lifeblood, you know? So, um, you know text email call whatever is easiest for you but but i, I kind of wanted to go through my cell phone so you know that's always on our hip you know um in in this fast-moving market people need answers they they need them quick um you know so we want to make sure that you know whenever uh, whenever people need you know a question that they they have somebody they can ask it to um, you know google is a dangerous thing in our world and, and that creates a lot of stress so yeah. you know usually any question somebody has has a simple answer uh, you know, and, and with everything changing, everything being so fluid between, you know, rates and guidelines and, and everything else, uh, you know, it, it, the best way to make sure that we're giving people current, you know, accurate, concise information, uh, you know, but also if, if, you know, you've been scared to take that jump and get pre-approved and you see that perfect property, you know, as it tends to happen sometimes, you need to, uh, you know, kind of get right on the phone with somebody and, and you don't yeah. do that, you know, calling a landline.
1: No. So, folks, uh, get your pen and paper out. What's that number, Ryan?
0: 617-947-3398.
1: And fear not, folks, if you don't have that paper and pencil, it will be in the show notes. So you can click right through. So, folks, we're not done yet. Ryan, let's talk about something that you're very passionate about and something that is coming up that you want to put people on notice about.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and thank you for for uh, adding this to it. Uh, but you know, essentially, as I as I spoke about, Mike Gaines and who's been my mentor in the business, and um, you know, an extremely extremely long long time and, and generous supporter of the Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber. Uh, unfortunately, he was diagnosed earlier this year with with uh, AML, which is acute myeloid leukemia, and and that's not a fun you know journey to go through, but. Um, you know, he's been dealing with that this year. The, you know, the irony behind it is, uh, you know, he's been running tournaments and fundraising for for Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund since the 80s. Um, you know, one of the biggest donors historically over that period of time and just a passionate person about it. Um, you know, unfortunately, he's now on the other side of it, and, and he's he's fighting that fight. So, um, you know, what we're doing is, is we have a golf tournament at the end of this month at Situate Country Club that we're doing to fundraise money for dana farber and particularly to aml and in honor of mike and in mike's name uh, you know so so i'd love for anybody who can contribute to that um you know we can get that information out there and and it's supporting a good cause you know dana farber is unique in in the sense that about you know i think it's 92 93 cents of every dollar you donate actually goes to research wow. you know so they run a very lean very efficient shop and you know i think everybody whether it's you know uh cancer leukemia you know whatever fill in the blank everybody gets touched by it at some point um you know so so for me mike always does for everybody else and and he's always been a very generous passionate guy and uh this is our opportunity to to kind of do something in his name and and show our support for you know for him and and the fight that he's in and when is that again that is september 23rd situa country club uh we can get links circulated if you want to play that's great there there'll be you know golf available there if you want to donate that's fine too um you know if there's uh there's both a golf and a happy hour um you know option to go down there it's a beautiful piece of property you know great views hopefully we get great weather um, you know so if, if golf is not your thing but but fun is you can always do that and uh and enjoy and support that way too
1: and folks, fear not. Again, we will have those links in the show notes. So if you want to, and maybe you aren't available, but you can donate, please do. These are such wonderful causes. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you very yes, much. Yes.
0: And thank you. Thank you again for that. So anybody, any support is, is appreciated
1: extremely. And we're thinking about him. Yep. Yep. For sure. Be well. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice. a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone if you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com that's m s t i l e s at styles law.com and if you are a real estate professional be sure to check us out on our private exclusive facebook page the real estate school at 892 for content and massachusetts continuing education opportunities be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Secure Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Secure title. S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E dot where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.